Wow. Wow. It's the illusion reporting from somewhere on Spaceship Earth for another episode of Sober Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. It's Sober Wednesday. This is the one hour of this channel dedicated to sobriety. Sobriety from all things, emotional, drugs, food, whatever it may be, whatever is blocking you from your contact with God. Just a second. No, owl. No, no, no. You don't, you don't get to, no. Okay. No, that's not fair, dude. You can't, no, no, you can't sit out here and make a big rush. What's the problem? What's the, now you're cutting in on other people's time. What's the problem? Tell, talk to me. You can't cry if you won't talk to me about it. What is it? What? That's not fair, man. I don't hear any, any noise out here, though, okay? All right. All right. How's everyone doing, dude? How is everybody doing out there on Space of Earth? So this is an hour dedicated to uh, people trying to get closer to God. The only... Uh, the only requirement to be here is not to be lame and provide space for those who might be suffering tonight. There's people that are suicidal, people that are want to be sober, people that want to see what sobriety is. So um, we're trying to make them feel at home and feel a friendly space so that they can see the solution because it, it can't be promoted. It can only be attracted. So welcome, everyone. What's going on here? First time on one of your live streams. Right on. Welcome, Max. Um, so let me see where we got here, dude. We got Chris Scott. AA meeting now happens to fall Wednesday, 730. Oh, that's all right, dude. These things, I put them on the... Uh, I keep them up. I don't delete these. And I uh, put them on my, my webcast. I mean, podcast app. Apple. Links down below, I think. So good for you, Chris. Way better to go to a live one than a uh, than a uh, live, not live one. You should collaborate. Many of us who watch you learned of you through Mega64. I don't know who Mega64 it is. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know if Mega64 put me on the map, dude. It's a it's a bold bold claim, dude. And uh 19 days, eight, 19 days free from, uh, from the pot weed. Good for you. And from nicotine, dude. Awesome. I love, I love hearing that. So yeah, the word, this is just uh we just sit here. We're just trying to help people get sober, get closer to God, you know, get getting loaded or self-indulgence or doing what you do keeping you away from God is uh, is a big help, is a big problem, dude. Let me see, just a second. Let's see what is this. I don't know what mega, uh, 
It's trolling. I got it. Okay. And uh, so anyway, we're here. So we started out as generally with the serenity prayer, one of the easier prayers that, that really does break it all down. God, let me have the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. All right, just a second. Owl. Owl. If you continue to, to act up and take my time that we agreed upon, there is going to be consequences. It's super unfair. I offer to solve your problem. You wouldn't speak. Now is not the time. She'll be here in a little Just read a book, hang out for a little while. No, no, I don't want to hear this. This is not fair. No, no. If you continue this, if you continue this, there's going to be consequences. I scheduled this time freely and fairly with you. You knew exactly what was going on when I walked out of the garage, correct? So you sitting in here crying so I can hear you is not fair at all. You know how to get food out of the cupboard? Help yourself. I made you lunch just a little while ago. Dude, no, you're making up problems now to take up my time. So for every minute of my time you take up, you lose one hour of your time. Because there's other people's time you're taking up right now. And that's not fair to them, dude, okay? Right? You understand? You don't know. You don't know. You're being unfair right now. I don't accept this at all. Mm. non-cooperative children the serenity to accept the things I can change the courage to change the things I can't accept the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference amen Whoa. all right so generally speaking this is the blueprint for how it works from the uh Big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, page 56. Just substitute your problem that is separating you from God. It might be food, gambling, debt, addiction to sex, pornography, nicotine. Whatever it is that's troubling you, that's preventing you from getting God. This is a pathway towards that. I come from the template of alcohol and drugs. So that's why I use the words I use. But you can substitute the word alcohol for whatever you, it could be Oreo cookies for all I know, dude. So with that said, let me read chapter five, how it works. Just say, Owl, do you want to sit in here with me? Owl. Owl. You can come sit in here. Do some art. Hold on, dude. Owl, do you want to come in, in the office and do art? Yeah, I'm giving you, do you want to come in there and do art? Or are you just messing with me? Okay, then fine. You're fine in here. Okay. Okay, you can come in here and do art if you want. Just giving you the option. Okay. How it works. Does anyone really know? <laughs> 
Uh, chapter five, how it works. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to the simple program. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than nil, less than average. There are those two who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, but the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, and power. Powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. There is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Come on in, Bird. Bird, come in, please. Owl, I'm warning you. You can either come in or not. Come in or don't. No banging on the door. You want to come in and do art, okay? All right. Or look at your Lego books. I'm going to close the door all the way, please. All right. Play with some Legos, dude. You know how to do that. All right. Here are the steps we took as which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Continued, Ten, continued to take personal inventory when we were wrong and promptly admitted it. Eleven, Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for his knowledge of us and praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, what an order, I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. C, that God could and would if he were sought. Amen. So there it is. That's how it works. That is the, that is the program. And I think that basically 
12 step process it can work for anything man again is 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 it's just coming to the place of honesty with yourself that whatever you're doing isn't working it's just not it's just not working man and that that can be any number of of things so we have to uh we have to admit it to ourselves and that that's a that's a uh, that's a hard hard thing to do for many of us to uh admit to ourselves that we're powerless and unmanageable because we've been convinced in our society that like yeah you're supposed to be happy all the time you're supposed to be this you're supposed to be that you're supposed to be doing this you're supposed to be doing that and many of these things are unachievable like i would say one of the things that 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 people promote or our society promotes or is promoted is this concept of happiness. And I think for many people, happiness is a fleeting concept. And I mean, and I don't mean like, like good things are good. I mean like happiness, like, like real happiness, like contentment, like, to be content and happy as bright as like that's it's you're supposed to be like this all the time and i think that that drives a lot of people insane i think that drives a lot of people to overeat over drug kill themselves over medicate so imagine you know and i think that goes i mean i i'll speak from my own experience i'm not like a that's why i describe myself as a pessimistic optimist like right like I used to be an, I used to try to buy into the whole, like, you're supposed to be happy thing. And I, and I structured my early life in that space of like, oh, you're supposed to, if you do this and you do that, you'll end up happy. But no, what is happy, dude? Like debt, how, uh, owning a house, owning a car, a career. What, what is, what is happiness? It's, it's an undefinable thing until you get sober. And, and then for me, I found that happiness to me is, is a level of contentment. And, and what enables me to be content is being able to be uncomfortable and, and be content with the adversity of life, right? And being able to be content with the adversity of life ultimately makes me somewhat happy in a weird way. Cause I found that if I, if I hang my, my hat on the, uh, that was rad, dude, that's super, super, that was super rad. Like, oh, I had a great surfing adventure. I went on a great trip. I, I saw, I read a great book. I saw a great movie. I, I did all these things that made me feel happy, dude. Cause I like, it was rad. It was a good experience. I can't stay in that space all the time. Right. So so part of the thing that I found was, well, if I, if I smoke a bunch of weed, I can be pretty content. And it used to work early on in my, in my mid to late teens and early 20s. Oh, my goodness, dude. Just a little toke here and a little toke there. And, man, the hillsides were made of velvet and everything was just a little bit better. And, and, the, and the bad surf was suddenly just a little bit better and everything was seemed a little bit better, right? And maybe it was, maybe it really was just a little bit better because my perception had been altered. I had taken a mind altering substance that made the world somewhat content. And yet when I would come out of that 
space. A, like physically, I'd probably feel a little drained or sleepy or hungover, whatever it may be. And now I'm not content anymore. I'm the exact opposite of content. I'm unhappy. And because I didn't have the tools to accept my unhappiness and be in at in a place of comfort with being unhappy, it made me miserable, right? The snowball went down that way. So I found that that for me, dr- for me, drugs and alcohol worked like this. Generally, life is pretty painful. Like just breathing can be painful. Like life's a difficult, difficult reality. Dude. And I grew up with I grew up in, with a certain level of privilege, if you will, dude. My my parents had it had enough to like let me like flourish and do what I want like opportunity was available to me and yet everywhere along the way like it didn't uh, intuitively I could see I, I, I'm not doing that right now e no I'm not doing that right now so everywhere in that in that space is is here here it's written right there bird here Okay, um, everywhere in that space, like I could feel the the discomfort around me, man. The the trash, the this, the that, the arguing of you know parents arguing, bills being paid, traffic on the highway, whatever you mean. Like the the world is a very unharmonious reality to the novice, right? So what really smoothed out those rough spots? Drugs and alcohol, drink some beer. Like, yeah, this is rad. We're laughing, we're giggling, we're having a good time, we're bonding, we're over the awkwardness of it all, right? So what I found was drugs and alcohol could sustain the acceptance of the discomfort and mask itself as happiness. But when I didn't have those tools, the unhappiness and discomfort would spiral, would build up on momentum. So that momentum builds up over decades of, of folly, of, of trying to maintain this pseudo happiness state based upon substances I'm putting in my body, which are enabling me to ignore the world as a whole, right? That I mean, that's really what, what you get down to it. Like, I'm not against drugs and alcohol and and cookies and all this kind of stuff but what it does is it just basically numbs you to the to the chaos going on around you the discomfort all around you the people suffering whatever whatever it is for you dude your own personal trauma whatever it could be and so as this thing goes on is is my ability to even have a semblance of happiness is is super fleeting more drugs, more alcohol, my discomfort, my unhappiness, my misery is, is snowballing. It's just building on itself, validating itself constantly, adding new stories to it, adding new chaos to it, adding new levels to it, more reasons why I need to drink and smoke and do all this stuff. But the whole time, I'm under the guise that I'm supposed to be happy. If I really look at it like, you're supposed to be happy, dude. You have all these opportunities. You're healthy. You have hands and feet and legs you can go surfing you breathe there you can see the beauty and i would go and i would sit in these beautiful places on the planet because i would access them in the public lands and i would go sit in beautiful places and just watch the earth melting into god's grace and glory 
And then I would come out of those places and back to the world in the chaos. And I was just couldn't balance these two realities of, of pain and suffering and beauty and grace into the, this experience of, of contentment and, and happiness. And so, so for me, and, and, I, and I would say a lot of people are suffering from the elusive nature of happiness because happiness has not been properly formatted in the propaganda of our realities. And we view happiness as these, these glorious moments and, and they are glorious moments. There's no denying that, that, that there's glorious moments that, that first kiss, that first open powder field, that first sunset that you fully understand that sitting in the middle of the old growth forest, driving the car really fast and feeling at work really well. And all of these things are glorious moments, but they're not happiness, but they've been described as happiness. And if you can get more resources, you can attain more of these moments, which will be make you happier and more content. And, and I live in the world of, a, of monetary trinket abundance, right? I live in the west side of Los Angeles, dude, where people have more resources than you could ever imagine, more, more ability to go have more ex- glorious experiences, and yet... They aren't very happy because glorious experiences aren't happiness. They're just glorious experiences. And miserable experiences have somehow outweigh glorious experiences when you don't have the middle ground of balance, which is contentment, which is equals the happiness. So for me, is, is, is one of the big hurdles I had to cross on this journey was realizing that I didn't know how to be happy. Like, I don't know how to be, I'm, it's unmanageable to me. Happiness is an unmanageable concept for me. I know, I know when it is, I don't know how to get there. I don't know what to do to be happy, but I definitely am happy when I'm happy. And I realized that in this stage of my life, my happiness is based upon my level of contentment. And what do I mean by contentment? My ability to accept the discomfort of life and not react negatively to it, right? So, so if I can do that, again, that's, that's where these, these steps do come into thing is 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we're wrong, promptly admitted it, right? Part of my happiness based upon my contentment is knowing that I can correct my errors, i.e. if I'm lame to someone, I can circle back around and apologize it. But because I know I can do that, I don't do it like I used to. Because it's like the human beings are interesting creatures, right? When I didn't have the ability to go properly make amends to another human being I had done dirty, they seem to just, they just seem to pile up. And in, in my in my shadow closet, right? Like more reasons to get loaded. My that person was lame. My, that that person did me over. Well, they deserved it. Like whatever, dude. They can kick rocks, right? Now I know. Now I have the tool to go and and come to somebody and make the situation right. Own my own my dirty side of the street. Take responsibility for myself, and because I'm, I have the tools to correct the errors of my ways, I don't make the same kind of mistakes I used to. I don't 
hassle the cashier or the, the person on the other side of the phone at the credit card company or the or whoever it may be. I don't flip people off on the highway like I used to, dude. I don't do, I don't get into arguments about parking spots down at the beach. I'm not, I'm not hassling people out in the water, though I do do all of these things occasionally. But the fact is the matter of I've been given, I have the tool set where I can correct those things where they don't weigh me down anymore, right? And that's what I mean about the contentment. Because I know how to correct the errors of my ways, I can be pretty content now, which allows me to have greater access to the concept of happiness, right? Because I'm, I'm like, like I'm a, I got a pretty happy life, dude. I got a garden out there. I got owl out here doing art. I got my wife's coming home. My daughter's off doing her thing with her horses and her boyfriend, and she's stoked. And he, we're all healthy, and and everything's going on. But but underneath the thing is like, there's the there's the thing that once upon a time would make me drink, like financial insecurity, the whole thing going on out here on Spaceship Earth with the drama, dude. The, the uh, you know, all of the things that add up to make, could have made me go, I need to take a toke, dude. I just need some anxiety meds. I need to shoot some dope. I need to eat some Oreo cookies. I need something. I don't need that something anymore because I'm willing to go, this sucks, dude. Now what? And because I'm willing to be honest with myself that this sucks and that I'm not happy, I can actually be content with that feeling. I don't run from that feeling anymore because I'm not a, I'm not afraid of it because I'm honest about it, right? And I would say that that's one of Tommy NC 2010. Holy smokes, dude. I uh, sorry, Tommy generally this is like a uh Tommy NC 2010, my brother. Hey, can this is sort of a focused thing, but dude, I love you, brother. I've been I've been waiting for you to show back up. Dude, I check you out every now and then out there and North Carolina, my brother. Um, uh, all right. Well, okay. Tommy NC 2010's got some some stuff going on. Illusion. Tommy NC 2010 goes way back in my my thing. So I'm going to give him a little bit of space right now because it looks like something's going on with Tommy. Illusion. I recently lost my father to advanced leukemia and I immediately after he passed away had to consume myself with alcohol because I couldn't acknowledge the pain it still had for me. Ah, Tommy, dude, this, 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 this live streams for you, brother. Yeah. Grieving. <sighs> yeah. All right. You're at the right place, Tommy. And you got my phone number. If you want to talk after, after this is done, just please, dude, I'm here for you, brother. But, uh, a little prayer for Tommy, man. It's got to be hard, dude. So, yeah, there we go as a prime example. Like, pain and misery, we solve our problems with alcohol, right? That's a prime example of what I'm talking about is, is it's a quick fix. Does it solve anything? No. I mean, I, Tommy, you can tell me, has it solved the pain and the grief or has it just prolonged it? And, and that, that eludes us the happiness and we can't be content with our thing because again, we've been sold a false bill of goods about happiness and it drove me insane. It drove me crazy. Like, ah, why am I not happy? Cause I'm not supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be able to experience glory 
And then I realized because I don't want to be happy anymore, I'm actually happy. <laughs> if that makes any weird sense, but that's the program in the nutshell because Look, it, it comes down to this because I was willing to turn to admit that I was powerless, right? See, so the first part of step one's easy. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol. Okay. I, I like, I get that. Like I could not drink, dude. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send that to you, Tommy. Absolutely. My brother, I'm pretty sure I got your phone number. And I, hey, Tommy, I got an email down below. Just email me too, dude. And and we'll make sure just in case I don't have your number still, but I'm almost positive I have you in the thing. Hold on. It's a brother in need, man. Let's see. Tom, let me see. Let me go back. Wait, hold on. Tommy. Tommy, NC 2010. It ends with 3-3. Three, three. Third Magic 33, I got your number, brother. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, cope with your grief, man. So um, so it gets to this thing, right? Like, like, right, like, so if we if I admitted I was powerless over alcohol, I yeah, I was so I could try to solve the world's problems with drugs and alcohol, because I tried to solve them myself. I tried to take I tried to fix the world by myself. Like I wanted to fix the world by myself. I wanted to, I knew that I know the answers. I think many of us do. I think many people out there who suffer know exactly how to fix the planet, right? Ah, but there's one catch. They're trying to do it alone, dude. And you try to do it with all these other humans and humans are humans. Like Bjork made a crazy song, dude. Humans are, are radical, dude. They don't do what you want. So that moves you to the thing that's the real, the real crux of it all for me is admitted we were powerless over alcohol that our lives had become unmanageable. Unmanageability, that's what it's all about for me. Unmanageability. I cannot be happy on command. It's an unmanageable human expression for me. I can't, I know, like I said, I know when I'm happy. I know when I'm super content and everything's rad and I'm finger popping like I'm, and I'm happy, yeah. But I do not have the ability. It's an unmanageable human condition for me. I don't have the ability to, I, like, like I can't guarantee that I'll wake up tomorrow morning and be like, yeah, I do this bitching, man. I want to do that. I guaranteed that I probably won't. I'll t- I'll roll the dice that I probably w- will won't. So, so because that's an unmanageable thing. I want, dude. Do you think I don't want to wake up happy in the morning? Like, oh, every do- every night I go to bed, I want to be happy in the morning, right? But I wake up in the morning and I'm I'm like already underwater. Some days, like, oh my god, this is gnarly. This is horrible. I don't feel well. Ah, 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 pour me, pour me, pour me, pour me a drink, right? And so. Because I know that I don't have the ability to be happy, that allows me to seek further guidance within the 12 steps, right? Because I don't have the ability to manage my own happiness, my own emotional state of joy and this type of thing. I go, all right, I know I can't solve it with drugs and alcohol. Now what? My happiness is unmanageable. I don't have the ability to fix it with drugs and alcohol because they stopped working for me. Now what? 
Oh, step, step two comes rolling right on in, dude. And this could be Oreo cookies or, or, or sex or gambling or whatever it may be. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Huh. Came to believe a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. See, most people think that that has something to do with God right there. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves, like that part. Oh, it, most people focus on that part, but that's not really what that step's about, as I've learned over time. It's all about the restore to sanity part. See, the first part of it is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves, which could be anything, the, the, the doorknob, the hay truck, whatever, the ocean. You know, there's the people that do the thing. Go, go stand by the ocean and get it to stop Moving in. Liz, take care of business. And um, so, so it, it becomes this restore us to sanity thing, which means that day after day, I try to wake up and be like, I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be happy. If you want someone shout it out, dude, just put some money in the till, dude, if you're going to interrupt me for that, dude. And, uh, just now my train of thoughts busted. Made a searching. Okay. So, so right. You wake up day after day after day, right? You're like, all right, dude, I want to be, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. And you're like, all right, well, I'll rip some bong hits. I'll, 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 I'll like, and it'll, it'll work. Right. But it won't, but it will, but it won't, but it will, but it won't. And so you realize that you're an insane for like, trying this process over and over again and it just doesn't work sometimes it does it's like russian roulette with the bong like yeah some days are rad dude most days suck because you know you're just burnt so that's the insanity is this constant attempt to try to manage it because it's unmanageable like that's so so once you realize that you're insane because you're trying the same thing over and over again you're trying the same thing over and over again and you're expecting different results. You're getting the same results. You're in the same place over and over again. You come to realize that that is insanity. And then if you can make it that far, which isn't easy for a lot of people, you got to understand that, that those first couple things are pretty hard for most people, dude. The Isaiah approach are pretty hard for most people because like it's about humbling yourself. Most people don't want to admit they don't have the power to like, manage their emotional state because I show up to work on time. I've had the same girlfriend for five years, dude. I My room's clean. My bed's made. This, that, blah, blah, blah. I tuck in my shirt, but they don't have the ability to be happy on a given moment's notice and they want to be. If you don't want to be happy, if you want to be morose and moody and like that's where you want to be, well, that's good. Most, many, most of us don't. Here you're 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 not operating. I now I now you're clipped up from me.
I, I do. I need to have a special live stream about what the con, what free speech really is, dude. And so you get to this thing, right, where you're like, okay, now what? If you can make it that far, now what? And then it it gets starts getting fairly gravyish from there on. They're on. You get you get to go. Made made another. I made another decision. So these are all again suggestions and decisions you can make. There's there's this there's, this isn't like some cult where you're like you have to do this, you have to do that. No, they're all like listen to them. Step three. So made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Man, it couldn't be any more. DJ Halo Light, right on. Thank you, DJ Halo Light. I appreciate you too. Without you, there's no me. And I need this as much as anyone. So that's the thing where we turn our will and our life over the care of God as we understand him. And so most people think that's just like roaming around with God. Like, yeah, dude, like, all right, God, you're, where do I go? What do I do? Where do I go? What do I do? Well, mm, kind of, yeah. On, on on the big picture level, but on, on, on the macro, yeah. On the micro, no. On the micro, dude, that decision to make, to, to take, to, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. What that's asking you to do is to make the next decision. Because the next decision's where it, it gets good, dude. Made it a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. See, you can you can just roam around in the first three steps for all eternity, but odds are you're not going to be able to manage the happiness. You're not going to be able to get content. You're not going to be a positive person. Why? Because you're not being thorough, thoroughly honest with yourself about what makes you tick, dude. It's, it's that thing is like, because most people don't want to face the demons in their closet. And again, I would argue that why most people are miserable and why most people are unhappy and why most people are frustrated and why most people are angry and doing the things they do is because they have a bunch of garbage in their closet, so to speak, and they don't want to look at it, dude. They don't want to look at the, at what they've done and what's happened to them and take some sort of responsibility for it and it's hard let me tell you dude it's it's super hard to take that kind of a responsibility for yourself because because you got to own it man you got to own it and it's not that hard if you're willing to own it because you can go if you're willing to own it you get to go to step five right Admitted to God. What, what do you need, bud? <sighs> Admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of your wrongs. If you can do that, those these five steps, dude, the rest of it's gravy, dude. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. See, it's easy to tell God because God are you. What, 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 hey, hey, Bert, I'm doing something right now, and now you're being disruptive, and I do not appreciate it, dude. So what is the problem? Can I help you? Or are you going to keep making noises over there? Can I help you? One last chance. Can I help you? Yes or no? No. Okay, then stop making a ruckus back there for me, all right? 
So, so God knows this already. We basically get that God would understand this. The real rub is, is going and telling another human being the exact nature of your wrong. Because like, it's pretty, it's like that thing, like, like reading out loud, you know, how you can like read inside your head and you can mispronounce words all day long and skip words and do this. But when you have to read out loud to somebody, all your, all your warts and zits and mistakes are quite obvious, dude. That's why it's important to read out loud because it's super easy to read inside your head. Who, who's listening to that but you and you know exactly what you're doing. Owl, if you do not stop being disruptive back there, you don't have to go out, but you need... Well, if that's what you need to do... Owl, I've talked to you about slamming the door many a time. What? You can do art in there. I'm just asking you not to be vocalizing your frustrations. So come in and do your art. Just, you can't just sit out there and, and vocalize your frustrations like that, dude. Do you need to share? Would you like to share about your frustrations? Why don't you go drink a glass of water? I do your art. I, I, now I'm going to get mad because I've asked for an hour to come do my thing. And you've been nothing but disruptive the entire time. So we, don't argue with me right now at all. That's not cool, man. I've been rolling with you all day, right? Yeah, think about it. You're getting mad at me because I asked to have an hour to talk to my people. And I told you for every minute you cost them, you owe me an hour. And I'm about to start counting minutes. Yeah. Why don't you go? Why don't you go? We're we're all. Al, if you, I'm out. I'm a. I'm. You're about to re reel some serious consequences here in a moment if you do not respect what I'm doing right now. You knew all day long that at six thirty I was doing this, correct? Yeah. Vocalize it, please. What was I doing at six thirty? Yeah, so you have been interfering with that now, correct? Look, Spicoli, it's your time, it's my time, which makes it our time, dude. So I'm going to come back and tax some of your time, dude. Okay? Do you want me to tax your time when this is done? So are you going to stop interfering with me? Yeah? Agreed? Do I have to turn around? One, if I have to turn around one more time, dude, you're in big, big trouble, mister. Do you understand me? Look at me. Look at me. Do you understand me? No. Really? You will. <sighs> <laughs> You like the Spicoli line. That was for you guys, by the way, dude. So, Owl, if I hear another peep out of you at all, zero. Quiet Coyote, dude. If I hear another peep out of you, dude, 
You're going to bed the minute I get off of this thing. No! So be quiet. Hush! Quiet coyote. Ruff. Stop! Shh. Okay. <sighs> Grant me the serenity, dude. So anyway, dude. Wherever we were, dude. Chain of thoughts broken. So where are we at, dude? Uh... So uh, how's everyone doing out there with their time? Where's everybody out on this this magical journey towards the light, man? Oh, I know it's okay. I know exactly what's going. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, making a searching and moral inventory is frightening. Without help, it is too much for us. Well, that's why you got to bring in God, dude. You, that's why the fourth, the third steps before the fourth step. The steps are laid out in a super logical order. You're, you're not supposed to be making a fearless and moral inventory of yourself without God's assistance. That's why you're turning your will and your life over to the care of God as you understand him. Because what you're, what you're required to do next is, is truly a brave and courageous operation dude it's not for the timid many people have failed at looking at themselves that's why you need god to like co-pilot you and 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 bring in the people you need to do to surround you with you know what i mean that this isn't a solo operation this sobriety or overcoming your obstacles or not killing yourself this isn't some solo operation this isn't some one-man army thing this is this is a team of many and you have to be willing to let god send in the cavalry dude the cavalry, God will send in the cavalry if you allow God to send in the cavalry. That's why you ask, turn your will and your life over the care of God as you understand, because God doesn't want you to suffer. God doesn't want you to be against some insurmountable task. He's like, I got you, dude. I got you. God is love, dude, but you got to be willing to love yourself. God, God, God will love you, but if you don't love yourself, it's like null and void, dude. It's like you voided the contract. Because if, you, if you're created in God's image, right? If you're created in God's image and God, God loves you, dude, and you don't love yourself, you're defiling God, ultimately. So that's why it's okay to go and do the fearless searching moral inventory is just figure out why you don't love yourself. Why are you so unhappy? And then you go, oh, okay, I get it. And then you get to get to be content and then you get to be happy dude it's all about it's all about facing what's inside of you dude what do you need bud you sweating me dude i just want to make a book without you okay i can't do it without me oh you can't do it without me oh oh dude oh poor guy dude you want to come over here and sit in my lap while we finish this up Come here, just come sit over here, dude. Like we, like, come on. And then I'll figure this up. I love myself even when I'm desperate. It might be a little bit of a conflicting idea. Like that's the thing, that's what you get. That's part of the emotional sobriety. You don't need to be desperate anymore. There's nothing to be desperate about. Like that's sort of a concept based upon lack and the only reason you can be lack is because you think that there's a void inside of you, right? Like some sort of black hole of dark energy. And uh... oh yeah, dude. 
the insane asylum's gnarly out there, but people are suffering, dude. That's that's why we're doing this every Wednesday. Is people are suffering. They're trying to operate through this thing alone. They're trying to be happy and, and pretend that, like, I'd, I'd say the people that are the most dangerous of killing themselves or overdosing or drinking too much, destroying their marriages, eating too many Oreo cookies are the people that are pretending that nothing's going on outside right now. Yeah, like, spiritually speaking, it's all smoke and mirrors. But there's real stuff going on, and you're allowed to be, like, tormented by it. Like, like the acceptance of your torment is part of how you get to be content with it dude it's it's supposed to be this is supposed to be tormenting you out there that's its sole purpose the contentment comes with accepting that that's what it's trying to do with you and making peace with it and being like all right what can you contend me i've turned my will and my life over the care of god as i've i've understood him right so again is is this whole thing can be summed up in the first three steps dude we admitted we were powerless over this thing you're powerless over this thing out there and all of its tentacles and components, its Oreo cookies, its, its, its six packs, its heroin, its fentanyl patches, all of its stuff, dude. And you're insane if you're going to keep repeating the same process over and over, which is denial. Denying this daily, all day, all day long. Yeah, it's fine. Namaste, yoga pants. Namaste, yoga pants. Everything's fine. Screen smoothies, screen smoothies. Ah, it's all fine. Dude, just ignore it. Just ignore it. It'll go away. Just ignore it. It'll go whistling through the graveyard, right? Is the ultimate form of insanity. Can you sit on one side or the other? There you go. Stop trying to center me out, dude. You're freaking me out, dude. All right. There you go. Stop trying to block me, dude. I know what you're up to, dude. You're, you're interfering with me. And so it's, it's, it's that thing where the quicker you can turn it over to God and accept the truth that it makes you uncomfortable, you might not do yourself in tonight. And, and again, I, I, one, of the, one of the channels I follow, dude, the dude's kid like offed himself today like or yesterday. And it's, you know, you, you hear that and you're like, that's how touch and go it is. There's no do-overs. So again, I think one of my things is like, yeah, this is structured towards drug addicts and alcoholics because I know that experience. And I also know that left untreated, it could lead to suicide. And, and I think one of the things we got to be really aware of is, is suicide's a prevalent solution for people. I'm going to start getting super annoyed, dude, if you don't stop messing with me right now. Okay. I know what you're doing. And would you please stop? Because yeah. this is serious what we're talking about. This is for all the, the people that are struggling right now, okay? Like any other any other stream, you can come in here and bug me. But this one is for people that are they're having a hard time out there, Bird. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. Some people are having a really difficult time dealing with all the masks and not being able to go into the store and fear and all that stuff, right? They don't get to go hang out at school with you. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to hear it. I don't blame you, dude. And so... So again, is, is this is the thing is, is don't buy into the thing that you need to pretend this isn't happening. That's advanced spiritual work. That whole override it and be like, dude, I got this thing. That is some deep spiritual work that, that, that you have to be really open to the trauma of it and, and heal it inside of yourself. And most people aren't ready to do that because they're pretending this isn't happening. This life is happening. Whatever it is, this life, it's happening, dude. The whole, the whole kit and caboodle. 
Tommy NC 2010, he's going through it with his dad who passed. People are going through all sorts of stuff right now. And that's without the the giant macro drama going on, dude. Just life. Just just trying to feed a dude and have him not flip out because the Lego set doesn't work, right? And and be like in a space to absorb that energy and be like, all right, dude, like I got you. And sometimes we crack and we fall apart and we do all the wrong things and Yeah, but that's the thing is most for those many people don't need the many people do know the spiritual war is going on all around it, but it's very personal to them in the sense that that they're just trying to wonder why they can't be happy. I'm telling you, dude, people are sitting there like looking at their bunny ear pockets right now going, dude, like, what's the point? And the point is, is to be thorough, honest with yourself and make peace with it all, because yeah, there is a solution. All right, Al, you're, you're being too difficult. This is too hard on me, dude. Can I just, I, can I have the last eight minutes to myself with no disturbance? And, and I'll be right there with you, bud. Al, I'm telling you right now, listen to me. Look at me. I'm asking you one last time to give me the space to do what I can do. And if you make a trouble over there, dude, you are, I'm going to lock the garage on you for two days, dude. So be, Hush. Enough. Now I'm getting frustrated with you. Okay. Please. So, it's challenging. The whole thing. It doesn't matter how centered you are, dude. Is, is, is it's a tough battle. He wants, he's trying to achieve his level of happiness. So if we look at just what's going on right here, he's trying to achieve his level of happiness. He wants to play with dad and hang out. It isn't like dad's attention over here. I'm trying to achieve my level of happiness by being of service, the whole thing. Blah, 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 blah. We're trying to establish boundaries in the whole thing too. Ah, it's madness, but it's okay. It's okay to to be frustrated. It's okay to be discontent. It's just what you do with it that is the problem. If you think that that you can solve it with drugs, alcohol, cookies, sex, credit card debt, whatever it is, you're not solving it, dude. But if you're willing to accept it, they say that acceptance is the key to all of our problems, right? Acceptance, like accepting it. And I don't mean doormat acceptance. I don't mean you got to lay down and take someone kicking you in the head acceptance. I mean, just be willing to be like, I am not comfortable right now with this life. This is super annoying and painful and discon- and, and And be willing to accept that. That gets you into the God space of being like, all right, like, well, what is it, God? Why am I in discomfort? And then if you can get there, it's usually it's usually always comes down to the same thing. You just don't want to die alone without God's love, grace, and forgiveness, dude. If you, <laughs> I see it, dude. Worlds collide. Yep. So this was sort of a this was sort of a a, a broken up one, dude. Wasn't completely focused, but um, on, on the on the way out, look, man. If you're feeling suicidal, if you're feeling that there's no reason to live, that the world is going to end, the sun's zooming in, meltdown expected, please call somebody. Call your dad, your mom, your friend, the suicide prevention hotline, and just a number. Just dial a number, dude. 
But whatever it is that you think is hopeless, that is just your mind playing tricks on you. There is a solution out there, dude. But the first thing you have to do is ask for help. And then that moves me into the thing. So please call a suicide prevention line. It's super important. Every life matters right now. Everybody is important to this thing right now. We don't, it's all about, we're all in the business of saving souls. And you have, you can save souls. Anyone can do it. Anyone can save a soul, but the first soul you have to save is your, your own and go to God and God will help you. Just, if you feel alone and isolated, just get on your knees and ask God for help. Just go, God, help me. Even if you don't believe in God, just give it a try, dude. Help will arrive. God loves you. And, and for those who suffer from drugs and alcohol, wherever you are in the United States of America, right now, you can type in your city, AA central office, and there will be someone there like me or a woman like me or an old timer like me or a young person like me who will be willing to sit and talk to you to help you achieve sobriety tonight. Look, there's only one requirement and that's a desire. You don't have to get sober tonight. Just you having a desire to achieve a level of sobriety is you moving towards God. That is the proof God exists. Just the desire, dude. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to solve the riddle tonight. You just have to be willing to make a move in the direction that will solve the problem for you, dude. So, uh, Psycho Warden, thank you for talking, taking the time and being here for us. Uh, my pleasure. Dude, you guys are here for me too, dude. Like, Like, this is how I get to maintain it, dude. This is my Wednesday with you where I get to sit and try to remind myself what it is that that I'm doing here, right? Because I can take it all on by myself. I can battle the world by myself, but it it fails me constantly, dude. It gets me, it gets me yelling into a microphone about Gadsden flags and hypocrites and ah, poopy stars. And poopy stars, right? So again, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to want to wedge a box of Oreo cookies tonight. It's okay to want to smoke crack and do heroin. It's just, it's time to put it all down and get with God, dude. It, the, the, what you want to do isn't the problem. It's why you want to do it. Why do you want to eat a box of cookies? Why do you want to shoot heroin? Why do you need to rip bong hits? And if you really chase it down, it's just, you just want to be happy and content. And the reason you can't be happy and content is because you're not willing to accept the fact that you're not happy and content. It's it's this weird Chinese finger trap, dude, or, or a bird that can't fly or paradox or whatever you want. Okay, so to everyone, we're going to check out on the, on the hour mark. I thank you for being here. Cry out to Jesus, says John the Reveler. Yeah. Yeah. Just go to God. And, and there is a path. There's more than enough people willing to help. There's people all over that want want to help you, and they are, and they're all working for God right now, dude. God is calling you, dude. If you if you if you hear it, that is God talking to you, saying your life is valuable because your life can help save another life, dude. It's super important you realize the value of your own life. If I if I, if I can say anything. It's just hold the line, Diamond Souls. Just hold the line, dude. Help is here if you're willing to ask for it. Nobody's a mind reader. Nobody knows what's going on, dude. If you want help, 
and you're willing to call out for help, help will arrive. With that said, God, good night, God bless. Please call phone numbers. Life's a team sport, man. There's plenty of people on your team out there. You just gotta be willing to, to call out for help. With that said, good night, God bless you. Links down below. And uh, with that out, I'm, I'm all yours. Bye, penis guys. He's <laughs> such a punk, dude. Did he really just end it like that? Pretty much. <laughs>